Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Just a quick note before we get started that this episode is part of our Blast from the Past series where we spotlight one of the amazing members of the LA Tech ecosystem from our archive. And if you're a new listener or you're just looking for more great LA Tech content, dig into the back catalog. There are literally hundreds of conversations to choose from. Enjoy the episode. So from there, we would never even get into li- writing a line of code, not yeah. choosing any colors, none of that stuff. We're just getting this, this standard flow down so that we can begin to see how can this experience be made better. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously, check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WEARLATECH for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations. So go to RefillFuel.com. That's R-E-F-I-L-L-F-U-E-L.com. Code WEARLATECH for $10 off. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash we are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash we are LA Tech. This is a two-part episode of the We Are LA Tech podcast where we focus both on UX and on building community. In part one, we'll be talking about how $1 invested in user experience will give you a return on investment of up to $2, up to $100 on your website, on your app, on anything. When you invest in user experience, you will get a return on that investment. In part two, we're talking about community and how important it is LA has a strong tech community and we've got a strong provider with Spree. And so we're going to be talking about the nuts and bolts and why you need to be a part of community here in LA. No matter what part of LA you're a part of, come and join the community. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. I cannot believe I have probably, I'm telling you, that like an entrepreneur with the best name in the whole city of Los Angeles. You guys, are you ready? I have Casey Bombasi with me. What's up, everybody? (laughs) That is the most amazing name I've ever heard. Casey, I'm so excited to have you here. We're about to have a conversation mainly about UX design and what it is to live in this LA tech culture. And um, Casey not only is a talented person here in Los Angeles, but he's also amazing at being part of the community. I mean, he has been so supportive of We Are LA Tech, and I'm really excited to have him on the show. Hello, Thank you. Good to be here. So, Casey, go ahead. I know I kind of like made a thing about your name, but go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell everybody about who you are and what you do. Yep. My name is Casey Bombasi, and I am a freelance UX consultant, and uh, I've been doing it for a number of years. I've been doing graphic design, logo, branding, But I was finding out in my life that there's like this technical side that I really enjoy and a research heavy side that I've, and like graphic design and stuff, it it has some of that. But as I started getting into the UX, I was like, oh, I really enjoy that there is this very technical, very data-driven side that 
Uh, it's not just an opinion, right, which right. when you run into graphic design and logo design, it's all like, this is how I feel. And right. I chose this button because it made me feel good. And right, it's like, right. well, let's look at the data and really show what this means and why, right, right. why we chose this one. And when did you first become passionate about UX? Uh, probably about, I mean, in reality, all my life, I yeah. just didn't know. I mean, the, the word UX is only 20 years old and user experience. And, uh, and as I was going through life, I was realizing like, I would have changed this and I would have changed that and it would have made the flow easier and I'd be at a restaurant yeah. or wherever. And then you'd be like Disneyland and that's yeah. like the user experience dream yeah. of like, hey, they've thought about everything down yeah. to the napkin color, you know? Yeah. And so it just began to kind of click over time and I realized, okay, this is, I like doing this. I, I find that there's little, little problems in, in different aspects of life and I'm pretty good at solving them. What do you, what do you think makes you different? I mean, there's so many UX designers around the world. So why you? And you say you're, you're a UX design consultant. So why, why is it important for someone to seek your guidance and, and, and have you do the work versus the one zillion other people out there around the world? For sure. I think having a rhyming name is a big, yeah. uh, big leg up. Huge. <laughs> Just kidding. Huge. Obviously, that's yeah. what makes me who I am. Yeah. Uh, I think because of my vast experience, uh, I've had a lot of uh, unusual experience. I've lived in Seattle, born and raised in Seattle, lived in San Diego for almost 10 years, lived in Baton Rouge, Louisiana for four years, yeah. LA for four years. And then I've done everything from graphic design to like uh, interior design to full production of yeah. things. So being able to cull all that experience together really has given me a very unique perspective. But then also having uh, lived in almost all four corners of the U.S. Right, right. gives me a much broader uh, perspective. And yeah. really user experience is about empathy, being able to stand in the place of the user. And yeah. I'm very good at that, of being able to say, no, let me stand in your shoes and let me try this out and let me see how yeah. this works. But then also advocating for the product as right. well, being able to say, uh, here are things where we need to give on, but at the same time, uh, these are businesses. They have right. to make a profit to survive and they have a, the, you know, the CEO has a vision or a desire that yeah. he wants to come across. So being able to bridge those two gaps is what makes me special and unique. One thing I forgot to say is, uh, how can people cyberstalk you while we're talking? Yeah. Uh, I've got actually, uh, one of the things I'm really excited about is I've been blogging, uh, specifically on UX uh, over the last couple months. Uh, so at www.medium.com forward slash at Casey Bombasi. And you want to spell out your name? Yeah, C-A-S-E-Y-B-O-M-B-A-C-I-E. Awesome. And we'll include it in the show notes too, guys. So you'll be able to click there. Yeah. Uh, and so I've just been having some really great traction on that. Uh, uh, a friend of mine, uh, or actually a, a, a director of UX who I really uh, like a lot. She works in games and she's got a PhD in psychology. She re recently just reposted my article today on how UX is not an opinion. Oh, cool. It's not something that we just, you know, make up. Yeah. It's, it's actual data-driven analysis. Yeah. And then we formulate uh, a true solution from right. that. And I wrote an article a couple of months ago called uh, why you need a UXer. And that one got picked up uh, by medium itself in the digital design what? section. Can you give me five? Yep. Yep. And That's uh, amazing. yeah, it was my second article and had a couple thousand, a couple thousand views. And uh, so I, I like to mix uh, real life examples uh, with UX. And so I wrote recently wrote an article about why uh, Bobby Flay or how Bobby Flay can teach you about UX. Yeah. And, you know, Bobby Flay is the chef. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought was he was a baseball player. Okay. <laughs> I was running with it. Okay. Bobby yeah. Flay, the chef. Thank so, you. So, yeah. So Bobby Flay has a show called Beat Bobby Flay. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because he does two rounds. I won't get too heavy into this. But in the second round, uh, he has the winning chef yeah. 
uh, battle against him. Well, the winning chef, he says, you can cook whatever your specialty dish is. Yeah. And, uh, and so they always come up with some crazy, you know, amped up specialty right, right, dish. Right. You know what I mean? Well, Bobby always sticks to the norm. Yeah. And he just says, okay, I don't know how to make, you know, uh, this is ridiculous, but pancakes, you yeah. know what I mean? And so they make like, I'm making these, you know, organic, oh, yeah. you know, rice pancakes, yeah. you know, with uh, chipotle honey yeah. sauce. And he's like, I'm just going to make, uh, you know, white, you know, white flour pancakes with regular syrup and maybe right. some bacon on top. Well, he's cooking to the user and the user is like, this is what I view as a pancake. And right. then the other person comes in with their specialty dish and they're like, I don't know what this is. This is right, too right. weird and it's too unfamiliar. And so user experience is that balance of familiarity with some new convention. And we want to bring yeah. those things together. And that's why I thought really, it was a really great example of how here's Bobby Flay and he wins, you know, a significant yeah. portion of those contests because yeah. he just sticks to the basics. And a lot of people out there are trying to do these elaborate. I talked to a guy the other day about his app and he wanted to do three very distinct things within the app. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, let's just try and do one first. Right, right. And if we can add some more into it, then let's do yeah. that. But let's nail the one thing first. Yeah. And that's what makes me different from a lot of people is I don't want to add features. I want to take them away and I want to nail down that core loop. And that's what keeps retention. That's what totally. keeps growth. That's what keeps uh, the user experience at yeah. its best. I, I, okay, there's so many places I want to take this conversation, but even while we've been talking, I'm like, wow, maybe Casey can, I, we could hire him to help us like redesign We Are LA Tech. Yeah. So maybe we'll talk about that in a second, only because I think it would be interesting for people to hear the process on how like I can, like there's questions I have in thinking that thought that I'm like, but what does that really mean? So I'd like to, I'd like to talk about that. Yeah. And I also want to touch on your community work because yeah. you serve the community often. Yeah. So let's start there. Um, what do you do for the LA tech community or for other communities, even outside of the tech industry? And, and why do you serve so often? Yeah, I think uh, for me, serving is, we, we live in a self-centered world, but LA is like the self-centered of self-centeredness. You know what I mean? Everyone's <laughs> always, you yeah. know, trying to get to the next level and stepping on whoever yeah. they can to get there. And so I, I want to be somebody who, who actually gives right, and not just says it as a corporate mantra or, you know, just like, this is a yeah. really kind of cool idea to get me somewhere else. Right. It's, I feel like giving and serving is just how we become a community. You can't right. have community if everyone's focused on themselves. That's totally. not community. That's just a movie theater. You totally. know what I mean? Everyone's going to watch something. Yeah. And uh, so for us, since we moved here, uh, I have a wife and three kids. Uh, serving has been a big part of our life. Yeah. And uh, so we've done everything from serving the homeless to providing food and shelter. My wife always carries with her like this little homeless pack that's got soap and toothbrush wow. and deodorant and mouthwash. And I it's meet like your wife. Yeah, she sounds awesome. She's she's awesome. And uh, <clears throat> so we just we do those things to think you know hey money's not always the best option but we can give all these you know this right. this kit away. Yeah. And then also serving in the the tech community. I want to, I'm always in this balance because I am a very giving person. And yeah. so I want to give a lot of things away yeah. for free, like even yeah. consulting advice. If right. you're a startup and you're like, man, I just don't have the money for a full-time, you know, UX designer, yeah. which is, which is true. Yeah. Uh, I'll come in and help. You yeah. know what I mean? I'll give you a reduced rate or whatever, because I want to help the community. I want UX totally. to get across. And one of the things that I mentioned in the little description about the podcast is for every dollar that you spend in UX user experience, right. you will get a minimum of $2 back, maximum of a hundred dollars. You think so? Yeah, easily. Or like, you know so, but you know study so. the data. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. that's the research. And this is a well-known fact is for every dollar you spend on UX, you'll get two to a hundred dollars back. And that's, those are numbers that you can't really 
goof around with. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Of like, yeah. oh yeah, I don't really want another dollar. Yeah. Everybody wants a profit. Right. And if you can get a hundred dollars profit back on the dollar or $99 back on your $1 you right. spent, then it's worth it. You know what I mean? From totally. the get go to do that. Totally. Okay. So I'd like to walk through and I, I have so many questions. Like I want to, there's just so many things I want to go through, but First, I think this would be really useful because everybody listening right now is trying to understand still like why you, right? Yeah, yeah. And and what and maybe some people don't even really truly know what UX is, yeah. et cetera. So we'll go through like a very short, maybe like five minutes of this. So with We Are LaTeX, um, we are definitely we have a very fragmented brand online. Yeah. Like people feel and you could speak because you've been in We Are LaTeX for a long time. People feel very connected to the brand in whichever way they came into it, but they come into it in like 15,000 different ways. So if you're a totally new person moving to LA or just a totally new person to tech in LA and you discover we are LA tech, I have no idea if you're going to go to the mobile app or if you're going to go to the website, if you're going to go to the calendar, if you're going to go to the experience club, or if you're going to go to the Slack group or or you're going to see me speaking in an event, or you're going to hear about it here, or you're going to go to a physical event. And there's not one, I mean, I know we have wearelytech.com, but there's on wearelytech.com, it's not, it doesn't communicate clearly what exists and um and here's my block with it all is the reason why I hesitate I do know we need to change something sure. which so I'm very serious that like we need the solution and I'm not sure my block in one hiring a designer and I'm doing those air quotes guys yep. is everyone has a different opinion yeah I'm not looking to just implement someone else's opinion yeah I'm looking to solve a problem yeah. which is um taking uh, a brand that is fragmented online and and communicating clearly what it delivers and how it creates impact in your life. Yep. I don't know how to do that. Here's what I worry about in changing anything. My main MO, and you guys probably know this, my main MO is to create relationships. Yeah. Like it doesn't serve you to be a website visitor and leave. You came to We Are LA Tech because you have something you need, whether it's you're looking for a co-founder, you're looking to f- figure out where to live in LA, or you're looking out what what are the best events to go to, like, whatever it is, you came for a reason. Yeah. And so if I don't create a relationship with you, I can't serve you. Right. So the only thing I care about honestly, is having either your email or you in a chat bot, you know, or something so that I could serve you. And so I'm afraid by changing any design, the designer is going to be like, we should make things really pretty, but now I can't serve people. And so, um, so how, like if we were having, how would you guide me to be like, I'm the person to help you solve that problem. and, And here's what we could explore discussing to solve that problem. And then do you have budgets ranging from like startup to enterprise or am I already priced out because we're a startup? Yeah, no, not at all. I think uh, all those are great questions. And that's basically what I want to get at is, uh, and that's why this article is important is because it's not another opinion. And that's what a lot of people, that's what a lot of designers, if you're just looking for a web designer, they'll do what you're saying. They'll come in with an opinion and say, oh, I think we should make the logo, you know, blue and red instead of yellow and red or fluorescent. You know, I mean, they're going to, yeah. they're going to have ideas, which are great. Uh, and I've got that background of design to help me make decisions like that. But what is better than that is finding the core of what you're wanting, which you're saying, I want to connect. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, that's the focus point. It's actually the only thing I care about, which is why, I mean, I care that the brand's fragmented, but I don't really care because as long as I'm connecting, the purpose is being fulfilled for me. That's why I'm not in a hurry. Yeah, totally. And I think that's where it's like, we look at, 
if the number one goal is to connect, then we ask ourselves, what are the ways you want to connect? That's yeah. where you got events and the Slack yeah. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So then the focus becomes not on the design per se of the website, but the experience of a user coming in. It, totally. All the areas, right. all the gates that you have, so to speak, 100%. into the property, you know what I mean? Into the community are like, okay, how how is totally. this going to be aligned together and unique? And the way we do that is, number one, through iteration. So yeah. before I wouldn't even redesign the website, I would go and I would draw it on paper and we'd talk about yeah. it and then we'd, or we could whiteboard it, whatever, yeah. however you want to do it. And we would go through this process where we're talking about why would this design, why would this layout work better than this layout? Right. And then one of the cool things about user experience is just having five users yeah. uh, go through and test a paper prototype, which costs nothing but oh, time. I didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do uh, 90% of my work starts on paper. What I'm, does that even mean having like five users? Like I, I know what that means on a website. Yeah. So what I would do is I would literally, we would draw out a flow for your website. Yeah. We talk about different ways to come in. Right. And this is all part of the, the, the research, the information right. architecture. I draw out like essentially a storyboard. Right. You know I mean, Hey, I'm, uh, uh, think of our, our new friend that came from Colorado recently. Right. Right. Uh, think about him and think of, okay, here's a guy who's moving into LA. He wants to get involved. Right. He's not necessarily in the startup industry, right. but he's close enough. And so it's like, what would his user journey be? Right. Let's say he comes in through the, the, the Facebook, yeah. you know what I mean? He's yeah. all of a sudden the Facebook, <laughs> he's all of a sudden he sees, <laughs> I was you know, there for the Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all of a sudden he sees, you know, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. What does that look like? Where does he go from there? What, yeah. is, where, where is he being yeah. led to? How is he getting there? Yeah. And we would just begin to draw even some screens out. And then what we could do is we could test that internally with uh, my got, team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and then even people in this office space, like, Hey, uh, how would you get, you know, from Facebook to, yeah. you know, to your website. And they'd be like, uh, I would click here and you're at, and then yeah. I would say, are you asking me? You know what I mean? Cause this yeah. is like, imagine yourself at home, you're testing, you're going yeah. through this and you want to get involved. Yeah. What buttons, what are you going to push? What things are standing out? And we would do what's called a usability test. Yeah. Now that's different. A lot of people call it user testing, yeah. but we're not testing users. We're yeah. testing the usability. Yeah. We're testing the flow of that. So from there, we would never even get into writing a line of code, not yeah. choosing any colors, none of that stuff. Yeah. We're just getting this, this standard flow down so that we can begin to see how can this experience be made better? And that's what you want. Yeah. You want to be able to connect with more totally. people. But, but like, are you able to take like legit? I have I've probably 15 domains all with we are LA tech. Like yeah. I have we are LA tech.com slash community, which actually is a totally different site. I just like uh, what's it called? Mass the community. Yeah. And um, so so I have that site. Yeah. And then I have the slack. We are LA tech.com slash VIP. So they all have we are LA tech. Yeah. But they're actually all separate. new sites. Yeah, they're right. separate on the back end. And I feel like, and they all have um, separate um, uh, like entry pages. Yeah. So even though the domain seems like, yeah, everything's wearelytech.com, it's all separate sites and all separate front pages. So if you go to wearelytech.com, I've done my best to, like if you go to wearelytech.com right now you and you're new to it, you enter, you know, lead pages, right? Yep. Lead yep. pages, you guys, is a way, like it's a really cool company. It's a way to have like an Insta website and somebody can enter their email or their contact information. You can form a relationship with them. Yep. The problem is I'm only saying one call to action. Yeah. It's like, and I don't have the talent to understand how to communicate more and still build the relationship. So for me, I'm like, okay, I'll just say the one thing, the calendar. That's all we talk about. Yeah. So now you're inside and now I have the tabs at the top with probably like private chat or mobile app or whatever, yeah. but they're all taking, you know, all these, I just, I feel like it's, 
it's a problem that I literally don't know how to solve. Sure. And I don't have the talent to solve it. Right. I just, yeah, it's that thing I said. I don't want, and I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. I don't want just someone else's idea. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I'm saying, looking at the data, the analysis of like, okay, where are people exiting the site? Yeah. Where are they coming in? Where are they leaving? How much time are they spending yeah. on there? You may not have those analytics. And I don't no. know. Right. And a lot of people don't. And that's yeah. part of the, like, you can't solve a problem. And you know, if you all don't the know software what the and everything to use to start to get all that data. Yeah. Yeah. So you would be able to guide someone to be like, yo, here's yeah. what you're missing. Exactly. And, and then what about people that have, um, web dev limitations? Like, do you have a team that helps them install that or like how, where do you come in and where do you like then say you got to find someone? Yeah, I think on the, I'm, I'm not a coder. Yeah. Um, and so I would definitely, because what that does is that just parses me out too, too thin. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, my yeah, focus yeah. is going to be on the, the user experience and then say, Hey, here's how we're going to code this. Uh, you know what I mean? And I don't have a dev team uh, at the moment. It'd yeah. be nice to be able to have that. Uh, but I would, you know, I could probably refer to a number oh of people God. who do that. So I, I have an ask of the, so at the end of each episode, which this isn't the end yet, so you guys don't have to feel sad, but then end of the episode, and you know, this case, I, I always ask, what's one ask you have of the, of the community? So I have, a, you could still, ask, I'll still ask you later so you could respond, yeah. but I have an ask on your behalf of yeah. the community. So I'd like all the most incredible web developers listening right now, if you're at all open to exploring the opportunity of partnering with Casey so that he has a trusted like and reliable team yeah. to turn to when he's working on UX with his various clients, I'd love for you guys to reach out. You guys don't have to do it. I don't even know if Casey's interested in that, but I think it would be a cool idea to explore if you did have that kind of relationship with a trusted partner. Yeah. Have you ever explored something like that before? Uh, I have, and it just doesn't seem to... You know, sometimes my my workflow is ebbs and flows. Yeah, you know what I mean, a typical yeah, yeah, yeah. consultant, you know, kind of thing. Are you like, open to like? Yeah, no, I would love meeting to have people and maybe yeah, like just exploring a maybe. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. How can people connect with you? Uh, you can just email me at hello at searchmedia.group. Perfect. Okay, so getting back into the flow of the podcast, and um, well, actually, I I didn't like really wrap up that convo. Like, so that's the conversation I would have with you offline, and we'd obviously elaborate on it. But then budget, like, can someone a startup like me afford you, or is it like priced out, and I just have to stick with your medium posts? Yeah, no, no, uh, that's a good question. I think for me, I, I want to help people, um, and like I said, for every dollar you invest, you're going to get another dollar back. Yeah, minimum up to $99 back yeah. on that. You know what I mean? So, and that can be, you know, it, it can be real currency, but it can also be even an increase of users. Right. And like you said, you want to connect with people. Right. It could be a hundred more people you could be able to connect with. My you know? goal is every, I am so proud of what we've built with yeah, We Are Late Tech. should be. Thank you. My goal is every last person interested or involved in Los Angeles tech knows we are LA tech exists and goes to us as a trusted resource to yeah. be able to accelerate in their success. Yeah. And we don't every single last person. And I mean that every single last person does not right now know we are LA tech exists. And I think that's a shame because I literally the technology we've built and the resources we've created save people hours and hours and hours and hours of time and create the mo most meaningful relationships. Yeah that why shouldn't they know? Like I'd only be helping them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, so, uh, back to the question of, yeah. of the, the pricing and things, uh, I'm open to negotiate. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want, like I said, I, my goal is to help people. 
and to sort of spread the UX around so that people understand what it is. And a lot of times I'll see postings uh, locally for, and LA has a very young and sort of immature user experience industry. And what I mean by that is everyone's looking for a unicorn. So, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you do UX, great. Can you code? Can you, you know what I mean? Can you design button? You know what I mean? Can you do all this stuff? And it's like, in reality, when you look at San Francisco and Seattle, who have very mature UX industries, it's a whole UX team. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have a researcher, you have a developer, you have a visual uh, visual designer, and you have an interaction. I mean, an interaction designer. Think about how silly that sounds, but it's somebody who's literally making the the buttons flow and the, you know, the stretch and squash and all that kind of stuff. But somebody's paid full time to think about that. And that's because there's so much importance and they know the return that they're going to get. So in LA, I see everybody wants the the unicorn to do that. And I'm like a a 90% unicorn. I can't do that because I can't do the coding for you, but I can do the rest of it and get you to the place where you could hand it off to a coder and that kind of thing. But, uh, I want to, I want to help people. So if you're a startup and you're like, Hey, shoot, we don't have a ton of money, then let's talk and let's work out something. And why, why genuinely, why do you do that? Because I know, I mean, look, we all have rent to pay. You Mm -hmm. have three kids, a beautiful wife. Yep. Why do that to yourself? Like genuinely, like why not just work with people could the, who could afford your, your value? Yeah. uh, I think two things. Number one, uh, one of the biggest criticisms about me since I moved to LA is I'm too nice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. which I think you get that too. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I got that uh, one. Got that one on lockdown. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm a nice guy. Yeah. I want to help people. Yeah. Uh, and then the second thing is I, I love startups. I've been a part of startups since I was 18 years old. Uh, yeah. it's a funny story of, one of the first startups I was a part of in Seattle yeah. uh, turned out to be the largest fraud in Washington state history. No, uh, Fortunately, I was a contractor, so I was distanced enough, but I had wow. to, it was like $163 million was uh, built from investors. And then I like to use the word bilk. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I had to testify in a federal court against what? one of the employees. I know it was pretty intense. That's crazy. Yeah. So a lot that of was, uh, that was like my, uh, my initiation into startup world. Like, yeah. Oh, everything's not so great. Huh? Oh, totally. I remember when I built my second company and I was really excited. And I know a lot of you startup uh, founders go through this too. You get a fancy law firm as a new uh, entrepreneur, you're like, that's the key to success. Because if you get that super fancy law firm, then right. they can connect you to all the fancy investors. And it's like, it's like a badge of honor or something. Anyway, so I got one of the fanciest law firms that was recommended to me. I was so convinced my action sports company would be like Google. Yeah. And they did 0%. That's why the first episode of the We Are LA Tech podcast is with my now trust my my attorney's amazing and my the first episode of the podcast is about like legal yeah because it was such a pain point and I feel such enormous gratitude for my attorney and uh, it's such an important relationship and he did used to work for one of the fancy not <laughs> right. my, the one I had but yeah, one yeah. of the fancy law so he he's just as experienced but uh but he's not he helps me he doesn't like. Yeah. Excuse my podcast language. He doesn't fuck me over. Right. He like helps me accelerate, which is what the fucking like really expensive guys were supposed exactly. to do. Yeah. No, they're on retainer and, yeah. and they want to milk you or yeah. bilk you out of every dollar. Completely. Right. Completely. And uh, I think that's a, that's a thing that uh, I've kind of had two points about this. Of number one, you don't have to have any money to have a startup. 
Yeah, it's You just true. have to have time and desire yeah. and execution. a dream and execution, execution and be able to, I love your, uh, yeah. your slogan is the girl who gets it done. <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy who gets it done. Yeah. I prefer less talking and less meetings yeah. and let's do work. Yeah. And, and that's what's so great about yeah. uh, the world we live in now is we can just keep iterating inexpensively. We yeah. can do uh, with your website or, you know, app or whatever, yeah. we can do a hundred different paper designs and it only costs us you know, hours of time, yeah. which we devote because yeah, yeah. we want to, because yeah. we're passionate about yeah. it. And anybody who's starting a product, you don't need a million dollars. You don't need 500,000. Yeah. All you need is the extra time. Uh, have you heard of the game Crossy Road? No. What's that? It's a free iOS game yeah. on Google Play as well. Yeah. Those guys, they built the game. Crossy in, Road. Crossy Road. Yeah. Okay. They built the game in 12 weeks as a side project. They wanted to get it done as fast as possible. Yeah. In 90 days, they made $10 million. What? Yeah. How? Just. I mean, it's basically uh, Frogger meets Flappy Bird. But like, how do they mark? I mean, there's so much more to the story. Was, how do they yeah, market I mean, it? How do they get the word? There, how great, can we find out more? Yeah, yeah there's a great talk uh, on the Game Developers Conference. Yeah. You can go to YouTube and just search GDC yeah. and then look for Crossy Road. Our amazing and, teammate, Carl. Carl, right now, please Google research that and include it in the show notes so you guys could just like, yeah. That's Carl typing. And But it's a great talk. They spent $0 on user acquisition. What? Yeah. Which is unbelievable and unheard of. And it was really a side project for these guys. And they're even joking during the, the, the little seminar. They're saying like, yeah, we kind of wanted to get this done so we could work on other projects. And they, it just, you know, hit a perfect amount of virality. And a, it was kind of a perfect storm for them. And, uh, but between their in-app purchases and their ads, I mean, $10 million in 90 days. I told it to my wife the other night and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, go make a game. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I know, I'm trying to. No, but like games... I, I used to actually work in the gaming industry, okay. strangely enough, and it's not that easy. No, no, definitely. It, that's a rare, yeah. I mean, that's a great, yeah. it's a great example of just basically saying. It shows it's possible. Yes. Which is great, but it doesn't mean just because it's possible that it's easy yeah. or that it can happen all the time or anything. I definitely think we should go for, you know, consider the possibility that this could come true. But, I mean, yeah. yeah no, it's not that easy. Yeah, exactly. It's not that easy. Uh, but the dream, the desire, the planning, yeah. you know what I mean? That that eliminates a lot of that and can really help. We Are LA Tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P A T. R-E-O-N dot com slash we are LA tech. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL most valuable listener at we are LA tech dot love. Linked in the show notes.